Welcome to the 100 Entrepreneurs Podcast, created to provide veterans and their family members with information, ideas, and inspiration for starting new businesses. This is Amanda Weathersby for 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation. We talk with entrepreneurs and small business experts to learn more about their industries and their lessons learned in creating and growing new businesses. Thank you for joining us. I'm delighted to have Bob Nielsen here with me today. Bob is a retired Marine. I'm sorry, Bob. (laughs) Is a former Marine who was in Vietnam. He then worked for many years at Turner Construction and was president of Turner International. And Bob is the founder of 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation. And welcome, Bob. Great to be here, Amanda. Great. Good. Well, I gave a little mini background on her, a backgrounder on you, but uh, please give us more about your background. Tell us about you. Sure. I uh, actually joined uh, Turner Construction in 1963 when I graduated from college, and I had a commitment to go in the Marine Corps. I joined the Marine Corps in 1959, and a commitment to go on active duty for four years. So I went on active duty with the Marine Corps. At one point, I was actually thinking about making a career of it. And then I went to Vietnam in 66 and 67 and returned to the United States and decided to get out of the Marine Corps and return to Turner Construction. And 50 years later, I retired from Turner and had a great career with them. Actually ended up running Turner International for the last 12 years of my career with Turner. Great. And uh, just for fun, Bob, tell us what the tallest building you ever built was. <laughs> I think I, know, I built, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, believe me, I didn't build it myself. I uh, had a whole lot of help, but the, the tallest ones I was involved in uh, was a, um, let's see, it was a 96-story tower in Kaohsiung, Taiwan, and wow. two 60-story towers in Kaohsiung, Taiwan, and two 40-story towers in Singapore, and two 40-story towers in Sri Lanka. And then, of course, after I retired, Turner went on to build a 103-story building in Taipei, and then a 160-story building in the Burj in Dubai. (laughs) So we got quite a reputation building tall buildings. (laughs) Certainly do. Uh, Great. Okay, then... Um, after you left Turner and retired, uh, you started a hunt. You were the founder of a hundred entrepreneurs. Can you talk a little bit about that and what what sure. you to do this? Well, the way it all came about was when I was in Vietnam, I'd broken my leg and uh, came back through Guam and actually did my rehab at St Albans Naval Hospital in Brooklyn, and I was a Marine liaison at St Albans and. We had a 1,000 wounded and me and a couple of sergeants taking care of them. And I was, it was an amazing, amazing place to be. And, of course, with the Vietnam War, we didn't get many visitors or anybody paying attention to the wounded. So I um, said I was going to stay in touch with the wounded Marines. And like many things, my family and my wife and uh, having a son took over and my career. And it wasn't until 911 happened and 
we were deciding to making the decision to go into Iraq that I said to my wife, I said, I better get over to uh, Bethesda Naval Hospital and see see if I can say hello to some of the wounded coming back. I was uh, concerned it was going to be like Vietnam where nobody would really pay attention to the wounded. So 15 and a half years ago, I started doing that. One thing led to another, and it became an addiction, and I eventually got to a point where I was doing it four, sometimes five days a week. But it was interesting because I was impressed with the enthusiasm and esprit de corps of the young men and women coming back. And I, these were all bright young people. A lot of them had some college. They were all volunteers. And so I started thinking about ways that I might be able to make a difference in their life a little bit. Initially, I got involved with a bunch of governors from Urban Land Institute, and we raised a couple hundred thousand dollars for scholarships. And while it worked and it helped, the VA was actually doing a very good job of providing scholarships for the kids. So while that was going on, I started getting some of these vets interested in working with Turner Construction or with our owners, the developers, or with our subcontractors. Uh, and I was able to get Turner interested in building what became the amputee center at the old Walter Reed, and then Turner got involved in building the brain injury center at the new Walter Reed, and we even built the Fort Belvoir Hospital. And I would get vets while they were in rehab as unpaid interns to come to work to Turner on these projects and ended up getting about 30 or 35 vets positions with Turner or our subcontractors or our owners. Mm -hmm. And the vets loved it. And while I was doing this, I got talking to, of all people, Amanda, your husband, Tom Patchy, mm -hmm. who's a good buddy from my days in the Turner, D.C., Washington office. And Tom was saying, why don't we try an ACE mentoring program at Walter Reed where we could talk to the young vets about getting into the construction industry. And it was while doing this with Tom in the first couple of classes where he really introduced me to you as a serial entrepreneur and you were talking to me about starting half a dozen businesses or so and broadening our horizon from just helping vets get jobs in the construction industry to really going out and giving some thought to becoming entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Now, this was, oh, God, eight, nine, ten years ago when we started doing these classes, and we've now probably done, I don't know, uh, hundreds and hundreds of these classes. I guess we've probably had over 2,000 vets or their caregivers or even their therapists attend the classes. And we've had some amazing success in that we've got something like 200 vets and family that have started their own business. Mm -hmm. The beauty of this is we've done this without any government support. We're a small nonprofit. We're privately funded. Uh, but it's been an amazing educational process for the vets and also for you and I, Amanda, and uh, mm -hmm. people like Patty Haran, 
who's the wife of a uh, badly wounded vet, Pat Haran, and Chris Santiago that helped us with the program. Uh, and it's evolved. It, it started as just uh, kind of an hour-long meeting in the afternoon. We turned it around into lunches with pizza. We used to do it right in the uh, the Matsy, right in the amputee center at Walter Reed. Uh, we now do it in a restaurant in Bethesda. We've actually spread to Fort Belvoir, and then we have another wounded vet that helps us with some classes down in San Antonio, and another vet who's doing a, a somewhat similar program out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But what we've most interestingly found is that the vets will come into our class, and many times they're still high on meds, um, real serious painkiller meds. They're badly injured. They're in the process of doing rehab. They're really not thinking about what they're going to be doing 10, 15 years from now, but they're, they're looking for other opportunities. Initially, almost all of them want to stay in the service, but they realize that while the service has done a great job of letting them stay in, they probably are not going to be able to do the same kinds of assignments that they were doing before, like infantry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of realized that what we're doing is planting a seed that will grow into an idea, maybe a year, maybe two, maybe three years later, when they, they realize they want to do something on their own, they want to be their own boss. They want to take a shot at creating something. And it's amazing because of the 200 vets that we've helped and their families, but there's 175 different kinds of businesses that they've started. Everything you can imagine. What kind of, uh, give me some examples that, that you can think of. We've had vets start uh, doing uh, wild bird calls out of exotic wood, we had a vet come in to me and show me one day that he designed a prosthetic foot that he printed on a 3D printer out of titanium so he could work on his car as a double above knee amputee. We've had a vet start a construction company that's doing $40, $50 million worth of work a year. We've had a number of vets create campgrounds for wounded vets. <coughs> kind of retreats for wounded vets where vets and their families can go and uh, kind of just recoup and uh, regroup and get together with other vets to share problems. We've had a number of vets become farmers. It's literally all over the map. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> it's great. So, so how would you define the mission of 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation? I think it's interesting, that question, because I think our mission has evolved as we've gone along. Initially, it was scholarships, then it was jobs, but it evolved into planting a seed of the idea that you could start a, a business and be your own boss and keep your brain occupied and get the brain working back in a functional manner and do something that you, you thoroughly enjoy. Uh, okay. That's a long-winded explanation, but we 
we found that the vets, after their injuries, have pretty reasonable pensions, particularly when you're 100% disabled. But they need to do something to occupy their time and occupy their minds. And a lot of them go out and they get jobs working for companies and other organizations, but they don't like being the token wounded vet hung out to show that somebody is a loyal American by hiring veterans. Mm. The, uh, a lot of them have never given thought to entrepreneurship, but if we're able to plant the seed in their head early on, it seems like we can really, really get their attention with it. And it's, uh, it's fascinating to me that three, four, five years later, they'll pop up, call me, send me an email, send me a text, say, Bob, I want to go try this. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what do you think um, about uh, veterans becoming uh, entrepreneurs? Do you, you think they make good entrepreneurs? Well, you've got to remember, they're sharp, they're bright, they're well-educated, they know and understand technology, they know how to take orders, they know how to get up in the morning, they know how to walk and chew gum at the same time, and they're motivated. And uh, those are all qualities that can make for a very good business person. Mm -hmm. And those are the features that I see vet after vet after vet. And it doesn't matter male or female, it doesn't matter officer or enlisted, and it doesn't matter branch of service. <clears throat> what we're finding is the skills that they've developed while they were in the service combined with the training and discipline make for great, great candidates to run their own business. And as you know, Amanda, with all your experience running businesses, you've got to have a passion for it because you're going to work your butt off when you do start your own business. Uh, but these... Kids are not afraid to work. They're not afraid to work hard. And they're willing to, you know, really give it a shot. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, um, you, you've seen some examples, Amanda, where mm -hmm. you're just astounded with the things and ideas that they come up with. Oh, absolutely. No question. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are the things that uh, they need to, in order to... Uh, move from military to entrepreneurship? What are the kinds of things, tools, the additional tools they need? Uh, well, for, they, for example, networking. Is networking one of them? Networking, obviously, is one of them. Mm -hmm. They need to begin to jot down a business plan. Mm -hmm. What we've tried to do is encourage them to... Um, if, if they really begin to get serious when they're with us, we encourage them to try and attend a program like Dog Tag Bakery here in Georgetown where they take in cohorts of 12 vets for six months and teach them a lot more about how to start and run a business while actually operating a, a very excellent bakery in Washington, D.C. They've been very good at doing this. We've also encouraged them to attend entrepreneur boot camp initially I think started by Syracuse University and now being conducted by 12 or 14 universities like UConn and Wharton and Texas A&M where online you learn how to become an entrepreneur but at the same time you get support with getting accounting and, um, and uh, legal help 
and assistants. Mm-hmm. We try to get the vets, when they begin to develop a serious attitude about this, heading that direction so they get more real working knowledge under their belt of, of how to become an entrepreneur. Uh, like I say, we're really just trying to plant a seed with them. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you work with other nonprofit organizations readily <clears throat> frequently and, and participate together to try to solve. Yeah, we've, we've worked with uh, Semper Max by Tim Maxwell. We've worked with the Wounded Warrior Project uh, run by Bob and Lee Woodruff. We've worked pretty closely with Wounded Warriors who are doing a great job helping vets with a number of different programs. Uh, we've done some programs up at Boulder Crest out by Leesburg, Virginia. You and I have been there a couple of times where we mm-hmm. put on a program on entrepreneurship for veterans attending their program. Um, there's some very, very good nonprofits out there helping the vets and, and helping them with more than just fishing trips and taking them to sporting events, really helping them with things that can change the rest of their life. And a side point of all this is we really believe if you get the vets paying attention to these kinds of issues, you dramatically reduce the chances that they begin to look towards the other options of things like suicide. And we'd far rather have them busy making a small business, I don't care if it's even only making $10,000 a year, than sitting in front of the TV, uh, watching TV all afternoon, drinking beer, because that's not the right way to go. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's, it's really fascinating, because you sit in our classes, and you could have a colonel that's uh, lost both their legs sitting there next to a corporal that's got one arm, or you could have a female that's got traumatic brain injury, and it doesn't matter what their background is. And we've encouraged them to bring their caregivers and their spouses to the classes, and they're wide open. I mean, you've done a great job of getting a whole bunch of entrepreneurs to come in and talk, but the discussions that go on with the vets and their families asking questions are really unbelievable. I mean, they go all over the map. Yeah, yeah. Very true. So what is the hardest part of building a nonprofit organization? This is something that uh, (laughs) seven out of ten of the uh, wounded veterans at a a workshop we did said that they wanted to start a nonprofit. (laughs) And so... Yeah, an amazing amount, an amazing (laughs) amount do. If you had told me... Ten years ago, I'd be starting a nonprofit over the age of 65. I would have said, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Interestingly enough, it was Peter Davern, the president and CEO of Turner, who talked me into doing it because I was going to try and get tied in with another nonprofit. He said, Bob, I'll help you. I'll give you some legal help and give you some support. But why don't you go ahead and do it? Um, the, the key to me is a nonprofit is really no different than a for-profit. You still got to make money. The nonprofits reinvest the money in the business. Mm-hmm. The, prof, the for-profits set some money aside from their profits. But the, the same principles, hard work, good thinking, you got to have 
a lawyer around that you can talk to. You got to have an accountant that you know and trust help you get it done. Obviously, you got to get it set up and filed with the IRS for a 501c3, and it takes time now. Mm-hmm. But it's a good process. It's not terribly complicated. It just takes a little due diligence to do it. Um, we have seen a number of that start nonprofits because a lot of them want to in some way repay and, and help others because they've gotten so much help themselves as they were going through the rehabilitation process. So a nonprofit is a good way to go. Um, one of the things that we've been trying to do with Sempermax and you and I and Patty Haran and Pat Haran and Chris Santiago is we try to get together with other small nonprofits and share ideas with them and get them to talk and communicate with each other because we're all in the same business of trying to help wounded vets recover, um, injured vets recover, and get something that not only provides some income for them, but occupies their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, purpose, giving people what, purpose. What's, what's been interesting is we've been had su- success with, we've even been able to, uh, through acquaintances we made at Walter Reed, meet people like Ellen Dunford, the wife of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Joe Dunford. And she really believes in supporting programs for the wounded vets and helping them and their families. And she's actually come to our class and participated with us with the wounded veterans. It's, it's gotten real good attention and it, it, it's, it's gotten good coverage. Uh, one of the things I've been fortunate about in the past year was a wounded vet who came through our program, Travis Green, introduced me to a retired Marine named Michael McNamara who created a program called All Marine Radio. Been on about a year now. And he does a radio program on the Internet every day, All Marine Radio. But then they become podcasts. And I've probably been on about eight or ten interviews with him about entrepreneurship, about helping wounded veterans. More recently, we started a program with him to hire 30 or 40 wounded or injured or really combat veterans from Afghanistan and Iraq for Turner Construction for career positions. So we now work with uh, Michael McNamara and All Marine Radio and get the word out about entrepreneurship, about programs that are out there, and and also word out about opportunities for Turner for career positions because we're looking for people just like we go around and hire college recruits. We want to get combat experienced veterans. Mm -hmm. We've also been able, with Michael McNamara, to get him to start doing some programs about traumatic brain injury and the impact and the recovery. And people like Pat and Patty Aran, Pat was shot in the head 10 years ago, and Patty's his wife, they've been interviewed on All Marine Radio to talk about the long-term recovery for those from those kinds of injuries 
and what is needed and what has to be done. And the general public really doesn't know anything about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, they, they have been working with you on this Turner program uh, to get the word out, and uh, did you say that how many how many people have, uh, found we're looking we're looking to get so we're looking to get thirty to forty vets a year. We've oh, got good. four in the in the system right now. We just started mm-hmm. this program, mm-hmm. but we're looking to get forty in the course of a year. And uh, and they don't have to be architects, engineers, but they got to be people that are interested in leadership. Mm-hmm. I think one of the important things, Amanda, that you and I and Pat and Patty and Chris have seen as we deal with this situation is most Americans, you know, for all practical purposes, think that the war is over. All the wounded are healed. They've all gone home. They're all better. But mm-hmm. as you know, there's a hell of a lot of rehab that still has to be done. And when you yeah. go through these incredibly serious injuries, both traumatic brain injury and amputations and other kinds of injuries, and you go through the rehabilitation for this, you don't just patch up the injury that's under the mind overnight. And Mm -hmm. what we're providing with entrepreneurship is opportunities to help heal part of the injury. And, and and that's the important thing. And, and we've got, you know, remember, we've been at this war now 16, 16 and a half years. We've got, I don't know, somewhere around 2,000 amputees. We've got 25 or 30,000 badly wounded, medically evacuated to the United States. But we've got two to 300,000 with traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of people that need help out there. And I don't think the general public has a clue about that. And while the VA does some good things in certain areas, there's a whole lot more that the private sector can do. Mm-hmm. Well, and with that um, thought, Bob, what, what do you see for the future for this organization? What can, what can we do? Well, I want the wounded vets that are helping us now and, mm-hmm. and and others to join us to continue to run it. Um, I'm not going to be doing this for the next 15 years, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a need to create opportunities for veterans to learn how to become entrepreneurs outside the university realm and outside uh, the DOD and the VA. And I think that's kind of the role we fill, and our, our role will continue. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're still at war in several places. we still got these battles going on. We still have injured coming in, although not as extensively as it was four or five years ago. But there's a whole lot that have been injured and wounded out there. And if we can get this message through to them, we're going to be doing something real good that's going to be real helpful. And we need people's support because we are a small nonprofit, but we need them to Google 100 entrepreneurs. We're on the Internet. We're on Facebook. Take a look at what we do. I guess we've got, what, Amanda, 140 videos of our classes Mm -hmm. on our website now. And uh, we need people to take a look at it and don't hesitate to uh, make a contribution. Mm 
Great. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Bob. This was great. And I, I know that we, we meet regularly, but not as regularly during the summer. So it's very good to talk to you. <laughs> good. And if anybody's got questions or anything, send me an email, Robert and like Nancy, 802 at Mac.com or go on our Facebook site for 100 Entrepreneurs. We'd love to talk to you. Great. Good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bob. Great, Amanda.